It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Jonathan, sir, we are in your beautiful house uh, at the Jobs for Tennessee Graduates World Headquarters. International in Headquarters. East Nashville, right next to the Lipstick Lounge. Park, uh, across the, from the parking lot. Three-legged drag queen races at any time <laughs> that can break out. East Nashville is always going on in 37206. When we had the rugby, uh, the gay rugby club uh car wash oh. uh the the day before uh Lindley and I were married and uh, we had all the relatives over and uh it was um uh, let's just say there was some curb appeal it was uh, they're in their they're in their skivvies uh trying to earn a buck and support the nonprofit so that's just another day that ends in why it's fine it's great it's a very cool walkable neighborhood um it wasn't another 30 years ago. But. No. So that is to my question. You know, I moved to Hendersonville in 1978. So anyone that's been here for quite some time, as our guest will attest to here in a little bit, just feels like they should have bought everything in the world back then because now it's worth several million dollars, which this area is starting to turn into. So my question goes to you and I have both uh, owned two houses. Um, anything unique? So you have this house. We call this the workhouse. Mm -hmm. You and your lovely my wife, uh, wife Line Interiors, does uh, does work downstairs. I'm in my yeah. old clothes, literally my old clothes closet, where I had 200 suits and yeah. 500 ties, and now I got four Jag Tennessee fleeces, and I'm good to go. When you anchored on News Two, you need suits, you need ties, yeah. and there's a room, whatever, ten by ten next to us. That's yeah. your office and a closet. And Lindley, we are surrounded here, if you could see it on camera, by all her interior design stuff. Very successful business. And so when you walked into this house, was there anything unique or weird or odd? Because I found something in my first house and my second house. Yeah, uh, I'll make uh, two things really quick. One, uh, we live here because I was dating Lindley at the time. We were living downtown. We were not cool enough to live there, and they wanted to kick us out. And so we looked in East Nashville. The original marathon route went by this house, and I was defeated the first time, and I was determined to kind of work on this route and kind of go six miles at a time to do work runs so that this part wouldn't beat me. And so I went by this house several times and it had a flyer. And so I, I thought it was a lawyer's house or something. I didn't know, but it is in mixed use. And so um, I got intrigued with it, walked in. And the moment I walked in, uh, I knew this was the place. L Lindley didn't, but we were still new. And she was like, yeah, I get out of downtown. So, um, and then two, this, this was built in 1925, still the original hardwood floors. It was a triplex. We got a note in the mailbox a couple of years after we lived here from uh, the daughter who was born in this house 60 years prior. Her mom was 94 years old, loved coming by the house and asked if she could come in one more time she was losing her eyesight to kind of just feel the bones and to feel the house, and which we thought was great. And they brought some pictures. So we have a little bit of history sure. of the uh, nursery um, that was it's, it's a high street daycare. I think they, before the tornado, they still had up the greenhouse and so forth. So that was a florist. And so, we, yeah, I mean, I don't know how interesting that is, but I love having the history of the house and kind of the neighborhood. And it was scary. Too sure. during a time. What about you? What do uh, you find? Well, this this area. Playboy. Has, Did is you find nineteen seventy eight stack of Playboy I, magazines? I was <laughs> I was single when I bought my first house, 
and uh, it was on a court in West Nashville, right next to Channel 4, the WSMV Tower, 2,538 mm-hmm. feet Hill. up there, right on Knob Hill. So my woods backed up to Demetria Kalademos. And Name so, dropper. And so a guest on this show. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a divorce. And so uh, the wife's cheating on the husband or something. He's just unloading the house, and he had built a pool and a hot tub on the back. I'm a which, which led dude. to the divorce. I bought the house, I guess. That's <laughs> before cameras, too. But it but. was on a court. And then my second house was is also now, that house is on a court. I have to live on a court. But I walked into my second house, and we looked in the closet and opened the doors, and there was KDF stickers in the closet. You were destined was, to be. That was destined to me for was all my prior? years. Before KDF. or was that before you? Before well, I, that, I was still, I was Joe Elvis at 105.9 The Rock at right. the time, but it had KDF stickers in it. So just I to haunt you from it. It said, "Welcome home." <laughs> All right, let's get to our guest. Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. We're talking real estate because our guest, uh, a dear friend, uh, a superstar realtor. Uh, Nashville success story. It stops on the letter C for Denise Cummins. Denise, welcome to the Second Cup of Joe. And John. Thank you, guys. I'm trying to get my radio voice on like you have because you guys just instantly turned on. And the energy, do you think we have? A, do you think we have radio voice? I mean, because my wife, you know, without she's like, question, you're, in your, you're using your broadcast voice, and I'm like, now you sound like Jeff Fisher again. <laughs> you both. Just turned it on. Energy just went through the roof. So I've got to, I've got to catch up. Isn't that um, I'm interesting? I'm leaning in. I'm Joe leaning and I in. are like, that's right. Eat that mic. That's our key. John right. and I live like this. Do that. So uh, thank you for taking uh, up on the invitation. I freaked her out the first time when we were trying to schedule this. Sent her, hey, you can park over here. I'll see you in 20 minutes. And that's that's got to be like a realtor's nightmare of, of, of oh like you gosh. missed it. And I'm the one that screwed up, by the way. I mean, duh. I mean, that's... So like, I, did I, I miss an appointment. That's yeah. like, well, who wants to make a, miss an appointment? I'm, I'm glad it was your fault, John. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad right? you're here. Uh, you grew up uh, a stone's throw away from Nashville. Well, back in the old days, it was way more than a stone's throw, but now it is. Cheatham County is sort of a burb. It's a burb. Cheatham County girl. Cheatham County girl. Pleasant View, close to Ashland City. Che- Cheatham County High School. Ashland City, Cheatham County High School. Yeah. Yep. Did you, uh, did you, what were you, when you were a little girl, were you going to live in Nashville or you wanted to go to Hawaii or you just didn't know? Well, when you grow up in Cheatham County, you don't even really know about Hawaii. <laughs> I had to learn about that a little later. But uh, no, ironically, one of my friends in elementary school, her mother was a realtor. And you know, in Cheatham County, back in the old days, there weren't a lot of real estate professionals floating around. And her name was Jeanette Tabor. She passed just this this last year. And um, I always thought she was cool. She was a no-nonsense. I would just watch her, you know, coming into the school meetings and things like that. And I thought she was a super cool woman. And so for some reason, I always thought I wanted to be a realtor from a very early age, probably fourth or fifth grade. Is that crazy? That is no, that's crazy. Terrific. Not an astronaut, not a fireman, not a princess, not a... A Broadway singer. Right. I want to sell. I want to sell houses. Sell houses. <laughs> Was it, it easy at first? Do you, can we talk about your first time? Oh my so, God. how old were you when oh you sold God. your first house? Um, I got my license when I was how old? Oh my God! You were in your teens, I think. I was like twenty 
23 years old. Like I said, 23 years 23 old. 23 years old and really starved. You, you, you basically starve, you know, working other jobs and doing stuff to, to survive. I left Cheatham County. I moved to Nashville to um, lease apartments. Do you remember back in the eight, in the late 80s when all of the big apartment communities that had the racquetball courts and all of the stuff? Sure. If you throw it way back then. Um, That's what we do I, on this show. I, we go way back. Go way back. Yeah. So I started out leasing apartments and then managing a 400-unit apartment community. And my dear uncle said to me, go get your real estate license. If you can lease apartments and manage 400 units, you need to be selling real estate. And so that's when I thought, yeah, just go ahead and segue into it. So I did. I was doing that a little bit and then started selling some real estate. I mean, I think the first house I sold was probably $52,000, if I'm remembering correctly. Do you remember where? Um, Smyrna. Smyrna? <laughs> Smyrna back, Smyrna. That was a hall back then. No, All but the way I, down I lived in that um, Antioch-ish yeah. area back then because you guys, that area was was all the rage. It was where the nicest mall was, all the better shopping was there. And it it sadly changed over the years. Uh, you're a member of the Greater Nashville Association of Realtors for 28 years. Uh, you've been featured on uh, HGTV's What You Get For Your Money and National Open House, receiving the Lifetime Diamond Award from the Greater Nashville Association of Realtors. I mean, you're it. You're, you're well, there are a lot of really uber successful realtors in this town. And it's, it's fun and it's a seven day a week job. You know, you just get used to working all the time. And I did that for years and years and years. And I'm right now really trying to balance my life and pull way back on working seven days a week. Do you sell, Denise, uh, talk about, uh, you'll see signs in, in the yard. Yep. Um, <laughs> good, good Joe. Good Joe. <laughs> this house setup. is for sale. So maybe it's a realtor company. Per se. And then uh, you'll see, it seems like other people are their own boss at realtor. So uh, being a realtor. So in your situation, did you work for yourself for a long time or do you go work for a company? Is it easier to work by yourself and you make more money or is a company more helpful? Oh my gosh. I, That's a really without, good question, Joe. Without question, think. Surprising. It's, <laughs> you're so mean to him. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, you're like brother. She's so I, lovely. I really think it's easier to be affiliated with with an established firm. For example, I'm with Parks Real Estate. Um, and Is that Bob Parks still? Yes, Bob. Okay. Bob and Sweet Man. merged with um, Village and Pilkerton. So now it's a really, oh, really large company with a very large market share in Middle Tennessee. Anyway, you, why would you want to be a one-man show, one-woman show, pardon me, um, when you have – everything that the company would offer you. You don't have to worry about managing. You don't have to worry about handling funds because there are all sorts of laws in place about how, how earnest money, you know, your down, your, your good faith money when you make an offer on a house, every from writing contracts to where that money is deposited, it's all strictly monitored and, and lots of rules to follow. So, and then there's the added benefit of, being protected with heirs and omissions insurance, which you can get on your own, but it's really, I just think it's helpful to be with a firm. Why would you, so I want to sell my house. Why wouldn't I research it and sell it myself? 
how does a realtor help me sell my house? Oh my gosh. From start to finish, from helping you get the house ready, you could be a total pack rat and someone needs to nicely say to you, this has to be cleaned up and say it in a nice way without hurting your feelings, right? Um, so from getting the house ready to preparing you for what it looks like going on the market, establishing a price for the home, marketing the home to other realtors, getting the word out into the community, um, general advertising of that property. And then you start the hard, the hard work. Once you find a buyer, you have all of like numerous steps to go through to make sure that that buyer does all of their due diligence in a timely manner so that you get to closing on time. What, give me a horror story of, of uh, like, you know, walking into a house or having a deal that wasn't, I mean, but early on, what are like some of your, Oh my gosh, lots of horror stories. Um, I, mean, I, I want remember, the good stuff. uh, during the tornado of, was it nine, 98? Yep. August, April 16th, 1998. I had a house in Franklin under contract, ready to close in four days. <laughs> and the tornado just knocked it down. Didn't knock it down, but did enough oh, damage God. that the buyer and rightfully so, because there's language in every contract that says Is that a force of God. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah well, that'll never you, you happen. Walk, right. No one expects that to happen. But after being in the business all these years, I've seen that once. Okay. One, right? one, one, one is, one is done. And then I've seen, I've shown houses where I've walked in on people in precarious situations. Nashville. Oh, come on. Now right. we're, now, now we're, we're getting, talking. now we're no, getting, gonna... I, will, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore, but I will say <laughs> that can't unsee it. you cannot unsee something like that. <laughs> and then you really, you see, like I see beautiful, large, nicely decorated homes. And then you can see a house where the person is almost a hoarder and never cleans. Sure. And so Ooh, stop looking at John as you say that. No, sorry. <laughs> so, no, so you see everything and a good agent, a good realtor will help their buyer see past the scary because once you empty out a house, you can make it whatever you want. So you see all sorts of things. You see beautiful things, you see scary things. I, I thought maybe she saw somebody dresses Winnie the Pooh. You know what I'm talking about when they do that where they the guy's walking around in a t-shirt, nothing else. Sure. That's a, that's a, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of how I roll. Anyway. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. Denise Cummins, Nashville's number one realtor at Parks Realty. Today. We could say that. Yeah. There we go. Well, let's not say that. I'm yeah. Who cares? Okay. You know, the Rolling Stones are the greatest band in the world because the Rolling Stones always said they were the greatest band right. in the world. So That's there right. you go. So back to the, uh, Denise, you're an absolutely beautiful woman. Don't you get creeped out taking a guy like me or John through a house by yourself? Do you have a sidearm or a taser that's Do here? Is, Do you carry? No, I don't carry. However, I have thought about it. You should. Um, you should. But to... <laughs> you can always do research on people. You know, you can do some due diligence, obviously. But really, you guys, most of my customers over the past many, many years have come as direct referrals. Sure. So it would be, be like John and Lindley calling me and saying, saying that our friend Joe wants to buy or sell his house. And you'd say, so, no, he's so, sketchy. Yeah, he's I mean, a little sketch for me. Only but, you know. with him a short time. <laughs> sketch meter. Um, 
So <laughs> I usually don't have to worry about it. And then also over the last several years, I've done a ton of corporate relocation work. So oh, yeah. the business is funneling through a large company, Nissan, for example, or Mars Pet Care, for example. And they, when they are transferring their employees, they are assigned an agent to work with and you give them the best possible service. And most of the time they're in and out in a few days and they buy a house and so a follow-up on that, for our life lessons, did you have something from Ashland City to come into Nashville that uh, kept you on track for being a realtor? Or did you say, you know, this is just too much for me. I'm busy seven days a week. Or do you do you like that kind of seeking, just, it's kind of excitement of you don't know what every day, what deal, what day a deal is going to bring to you. So, okay, think about your personal schedule, right? This job, your job as a pilot, I don't really see you sitting behind a desk all day long, right? I think there are certain personality types right. that are never going to just sit in sit, a cube. They're not going to sit in a cube. Yeah. And early on, I knew that I was not a cube person before cubes were probably even cubes. ever invented. Um, <laughs> so I just knew that I needed to be out and about and moving around. And that was my thing. Also, you just have to have enough motivation to get out and get it done. You know, you can't sit in your office all day long and think you're going to find someone to buy or sell their home with you. You have to hustle. There, there's a uh, saying, Bruce McNeilage, who <clears throat> does real estate and, and, and investing and so forth, says that uh, uh, shy salesmen have skinny kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, what, I would think it, it always seems like so many people that are coming here, I want to do real estate in Nashville. Is the market... Yes, it's hot, and it's hotter than than relatively speaking anywhere else in the country. But it, isn't there a saturation point? Like everybody wants to be a realtor. Do you just go wait? Wait a minute, folks. I was here first. <laughs> Sharpen yeah. those elbows. No, you know it. Really, you never really have to worry about that because. So think about twenty twenty. The market went absolutely crazy. Yeah, let's right. <clears throat> People just came to Nashville from pick a state. Everyone wants to move to Nashville, and so with that you get every person that thinks that they want to be a part-time realtor or that has never thought about being in real estate, they suddenly want to sell real estate. So then there's this massive influx of thousands of agents, people that go out and get their license to become real, you know, realtors. They're and, wannabes. They're, they're, and they, they take a, they eat up a little bit of the market, but they don't end up selling a ton. And what we're seeing now, because the market has completely stabilized is that they're sort of, they're falling out because they're, they realize there are expenses. There are daily expenses to staying in the real estate business. You have monthly office fees that you have to pay. You have to pay for signage. You have to pay all your own advertising. If you list a house, you have to pay to photograph it, to sh do the drone video. Coverage. You have to have ca cash flow. You have to, right? you have to cash flow yeah. that. And a lot of people aren't prepared for that. So when the market goes to what I consider our market now, which is, really normal in the grand scheme of things because you guys, the, uh, 2020 and 2021 and even into 22, those were not normal years. That's a strange phenomenon, what happened due to COVID. And so it's not like that every day. We're now getting back to a more moderate market. The, the interest rates at 7%. Suck. Yeah, but think about when I first got into the business – this is really giving away my age. 
You're younger than us. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what What were the interest rates? Eleven yeah, percent. That's because that was eleven uh, percent. I can't remember. I bought my first house nineties, uh, late nineties, but it was high. Yeah. And as another Richard Courtney uh, realtor said, Mary, love Mary, Richard Courtney. Marry the house, not the interest rate. Yes. Which can also burn you too. But um, my parents were eighteen percent in nineteen seventy three. In the seventies, yeah. yeah. I refinanced. So what was it? The lowest that it went? It was like point three or something ridiculous. Uh, not too long in ago. in the twos. Yeah. So I was I refinanced. A lot of people refinanced not too long ago mm -hmm. in those two rates. I got twos and I got threes and fours right and now on, on our two homes, like, and I'm thankful. Was that eleven, twelve? Uh, oh eight. Maybe even oh. Uh, oh, nine, eight. nine or ten. Okay. Yeah, because it was after the 08 market tank where the things were coming really back, went, went down, and uh, they had all the housing. Uh, I can't think of the right. what was the loan, the prime the, subprime, the, oh, the, the federal loan place, the subprime Emma, mortgages. Yeah, uh, you know, people were just over leveraged. They owned too much. They bought everything they could, and they couldn't even really qualify right. for stuff. And a lot of people tanked. Go ahead. No, I was going to say earlier. Before we started this, we were talking about real estate that we had all each purchased over the years. And I was telling you about the house that I bought in Brentwood in 2009. And that interest rate was 2.4% or something silly. Mm -hmm. Just crazy. Investment property for you? Uh, yes, an investment Did you rent property. it out? It's been rented ever since. Do you, do you, you still have it? Of course I do. All right. Now, I'm a long-term long hold girl. I don't... I don't long-term hold girl. Can you give what? us an idea uh, what you might have bought it for and what it'd be worth today, or do you care not no, to? No, I don't mind doing that. Yeah, brag. Sugar, that wasn't supposed Great. to happen. Oh, I thought that was on no, purpose. No, yeah, it wasn't. Good play, that Jeff. was so fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that house in Brentwood, in, a, in the Brentwood School Zone, which is the premium, one of the premium little areas to live in in Brentwood. Joe, <coughs> Joe's kids. That's where we moved. We oh, moved yeah. there 20, Joey's 23, so we moved there 23 years yeah. ago. Schools are great. Amazing schools. So I was happy to buy that house. It was only six months old. Um, approximately 2,800 square feet. And I bought that house for $350,000, yeah, which is insane because- A lot of money back then. It's, it's probably- Million dollar house now. It's probably a little over 800 now. Oh my goodness! And this is this is probably not. It is kind of a brag, but I'm proud of it. Yeah. If you have good long term tenants over all those years, they they basically pay for that house. So that I'm debt free on that house. <sighs> good deal, babe. You want right. to try? You want to try it again? Yeah, I do want to try this again. Let me hit this. I did shoot. <laughs> Joe, what do you got for Denise? Denise, you know Nashville well. What's a favorite restaurant of yours? Oh, good. Um, for brunch? You pick. Um, this is a realtor. You know, for the let early. Me let me, let me brunch. think. Here's I, my top five. No, just one. And of course, and then you guys are cracking me up and I just completely lost my thought. Does that, does where, that where happen? Do you, where do you go? Where, you and we the go girls go out. for lunch. I, you know, I mean, 
Brick tops on West End. No, it's great, on. solid, perfect. Just, Used to be Houston. That's the local. That's sort of yeah. a local hang. One of my favorite restaurants, and I know you and Lindley feel exactly the same, is Las Tacos. Las <laughs> Tacos and, and their seafood place. I'm drawing a blank on it that we talked about. This oysters. Uh, we met for dinner there a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, Optimist. The Optimist. Yeah, I know. Well, that was pretty good. Have you been there, Joe? No. The Optimist. No, no. You actually, you, you, you and told Kim, me you guys were going. I think you and Kim did go with us one time. The Optimist is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I eat out all the time, and yeah. then you ask me sure. what is a favorite restaurant. I don't know. What's a guilty pleasure? Mm. Can be food. Can be. I like to play. I'm. I'm a little crazy. I like to work out. I'm a nut. Yeah. You know. Do you have a trainer, or do you do you go to a gym, or? I'm a. <clears throat> I'm addicted to Orange Theory. If you've never oh, tried yeah. Orange okay. Theory, yeah, tried it. Look at it. you should try Orange Theory. Yeah. Get it all done. Get in and out in 55 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Get a solid workout. You don't have to compete with anyone but yourself, except this morning I did kind of run extra fast because there was a really fast dude beside me, so it made me... Isn't that funny how that, how that works out? I'm like, don't compete with anybody. Just do your thing. You and then, do you. And then here I Play am. Play your own ball, Denise. I know. And then have I, you ever been to Orange Theory? No, I'd have to do no, something. I'm looking at you, and I... My man uh, boobs. My, my, do you have the man boob reduction program? <laughs> I mean, that's me. You would you would, uh, you would, would either want to do it the very first time, or you'd be so intimidated by the wrist you, band you wear and the charts that you see up against everybody, and it's kind of built to be competitive. I mean, you don't go in there just go, ah, I'm just going to mail it in today. No, because they're going to be on your, your arse. No, you know? not really. I no. mean, it, I think maybe there are some... Some studios yeah. that do, but yeah, ours that open here. Yeah, this one was like high. I mean, everybody they push you, push, 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 push. No, okay. Well, that's that's not a bad. Well, your Denise Cummins, Nashville's number one realtor at Parks Realty, uh, is in fabulous shape. So it's <laughs> it's obviously working. Now, whether you, whether you, you. go to Bricktops, I, I just want to hear this. Men have to constantly say something stupid to you. What's the worst oh. pickup line yeah. someone said to you lately? Oh, good one, Joe. No, yes. I don't. I don't. Yes. What, I'd see Denise I haven't had one of those in so long, Joe. I don't believe that is so any true. of that. But I will tell you the funniest you, pickup line ever that has nothing to do about anything recent. It was years ago, <laughs> and it has to do with our friend Keith Urban. Okay. That's a good story. Uh, so you're at the bar? Are we allowed to do this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I hear that. It, I years, hope it deals with him and not having hygiene, because I just think years, he's just years, gritty. Years ago, I was meeting some girlfriends at, was it the old Nick and Rudy on... In oh, Midtown? Yeah. That's correct. Over there by Mario's. And so this was probably early 2000s or late 90s. Okay. I had just bought a really hot red pleather snakeskin jacket and was feeling fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I go in and I can't find the girls. And so I'm waiting. I go to the bar to get a glass of wine. And I wish you could, you guys can see me doing this. No one else can see me doing this. This person reaches out and strokes my back and says, so what do you feed this thing? <laughs> <laughs> was it K? And he, he, was, he was new on the scene. So right. I didn't know, you know. Sure. I didn't know who he was. I'm clueless about a lot of music. So I turn around and I'm like, <laughs> I see the long hair and I'm like, eh, it's a musician. I'm out. And so I look at my girlfriends and they're like, go back, <laughs> go back. Go back. You had your heels on. You were six inches taller than him. Yeah. Standing there. Get out of my way, little man. That was my favorite. That's like my favorite story. You were so close. 
I know, right? Yeah, and then Nicole just nabbed him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that man, was... But that was his booze and pills days. You wouldn't want to be know, around that. I know. He was tanked I just all think it's a funny story because it is a classic, great line. That's sure. pretty good. Uh, speaking of celebrity crush. Oh, honestly? No, no we, we want you, you to lie? lie. I mean. Okay. Who? who I have always thing? had this major crush on Denzel Washington. Yeah. yeah. Just watched him in flight the other night. That is a wicked movie. Lindley watches Denzel with the sound down. I mean, she doesn't, she just That's wants him funny. on the screen. See? No, I get I, that. She gets it. I get that. I mean, yeah. no, and not only that, you know. He's a good guy. He, he is a be. solid human yeah. being. Yeah. Everything that I read about him or have heard about him, he's just a great family man. Just, yeah. just a super, super guy. Okay. But good he's call. hot. He's hot. Let's call it like it is. Mm -hmm. Final question. Everyone gets it. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self now? Oh, that's a good one. Thanks, he, John, that's, John, couldn't, couldn't I couldn't have show prepped you on that. Could couldn't I? you have done some interviews? Yeah, you wouldn't have that. thought about we that. You a, would have ran a red light at uh, Fifth and Main coming over here. here. No, ding, ding, um, ding, ding. Gosh, eighteen-year-old self is to realize that you're young when you're young, because you know how, as we, you know, like in your twenties, you think you're so mature, and you're really not. And in your 30s and 40s, you think you're old and you're really not. And then you get to my age, mid-50s, and I'm thinking, I'm really old. And then I have some friends that are looking amazing and, and still out doing good in this world in their 70s. Mm -hmm. So I wish that I had kept that or been able to have that foresight back then. And, of course, you just don't because – you don't you're not, know. You're just young and stupid. Sure. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Denise, you're going to dictate how deep we go on this, but when we had dinner with my wife, Lindley, a few, um, what? Got a little philosophical here. Go a little, just, just. We're just hanging out. Okay, she just, you guys looked at me say. like rolling eyes, like, uh, no, where's he going? We're just rolling But I, I'm so impressed with, um, even more impressed with you because I know that your your upbringing was, was humble, to, to say the least. To say the least. And I think that that, you know, your fork, you could have gone a lot of ways and, and nine of them weren't good ways. Right. Um, and so maybe talk about something, somebody, something that influenced you to get you out of what was an extremely humble, tough childhood. Yeah. Is that a good setup? Oh, yeah. I mean, it buzzkill, I know. But no. Well, we're bringing it down, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, no, that's yeah. okay. Can I go I any lower? I too deep. Yeah. So, well, you know, let's start from... There are teachers, the most amazing profession in the world, the people who teach young children. And so I think every person in the world has a teacher that they revered, you know, that they just loved and respected. Mm -hmm. And so I had a fifth grade teacher that was always, for whatever reason, trying to make me feel special. And that was huge in my life, Marianne Kaler. Still no, alive or no? I have no idea. Okay. No idea. Probably still in Cheatham County. Nope. She wasn't. She left. She went, she moved away, you know, a few years after that. Um, Should have sold then, her at home. Exactly. <clears throat> and then my friend, um, Paula's mom, 
the realtor, mm-hmm. you know, so that planted that seed. And then my best friend in elementary school, her mother was a Nashville lady that moved out to Cheatham County and they had a beautiful farmhouse. And so I learned so much from Emily. She was stylish and graceful and she would have, she would have dinner parties. No, you don't do dinner parties in Pleasant View, right? So I got to experience other people coming into her home and how she made them feel welcome and how she entertained. And so that, I think, I learned my love of cooking and entertaining just from her, being around her uh, for many years. I'd spend a lot of time with my friend at her house. And so paramount in my life and just modeling behavior and, and the things that she taught me like how to properly set a table you know we most people take that for granted I'm being very vulnerable here sharing this stuff I hope you (laughs) I can't even believe I'm doing this but if you're not exposed to that you don't know how to do it which is what I love about what you're doing with JAG just a segue to that so we can talk back you know about that more but so and then it just keeps going forward you know People in business inspired me. My One of my dearest friends is in her 70s and still rocking it selling real estate, Diane Rucker. And she will run circles around the three of us and close deals left and right right now in, in her 70s. And she's amazing. Denise so th- Cummins, though, Nashville's number one realtor, Parks Realty, <laughs> right here on the second cup of Joe. And, and John. you uh, One more question. Yeah, no, go ahead. Aren't men stupid, Denise? So you would, you, you know, you have to work. So we've had other male realtors on here, and oh my God, I'm exhausted after 45 seconds of hearing them talk about their self fulfilled knowledge of everything and just powering down the room with what they think is their just BS. Uh, you're around that a lot, probably, in the men, in some of the areas you work with, you know, just loud guys and stuff. Has it been tough being a woman uh, to, to work real yourself? Yeah, real, real estate like that. No. What tips can you give other women that, we have a lot of women that listen to this show, right. uh, which is amazing. But, um, you know, what tips can you give for someone in a very high pressure, high dollar business to uh, push forward and get through all that crap? I, I think there are... Fundamentally, I think there are more women in real estate always than men. I think a lot of men, and this is not slamming women, because I am guilty of doing of doing this. I'm a little bit more of a, I'm a planner, but I'm not a very diehard business planner. I think some men come into the business and they set it up like they're running a corporation. And I think there's a lot of good with that. And then there, I think there are people who come in and do it because they love it. And I'm very organized, but I don't have 42 LLCs to run my real estate business. Do you know what I mean? I just, I don't think you have to take it to that extreme. I also don't find years in, in early on in my career, there were a lot of men who said inappropriate things to women as they did in any profession, Right. And so I experienced a lot of that in my early years, but I don't, I think the world is, especially in my, in this business, I think it's changed and I don't think those guys are out there anymore. And the good news is you're an independent contractor. You don't have to hang out with anyone that you don't have to hang out even being associated with my company with parks. 
I can see those people or I can choose not to see those people. I, I'm an independent contractor. I do my own thing. So if someone wants the freedom and their and the flexibility and sidebar, some of the best realtors in the world started out as teachers. What, 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 what's the correlation? I would patience. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be organized, right? A lot of solid, um, solid realtors. And generally it's a nurturing nurturing. process of, I don't, you know, Denise, what do I do now? You don't want to sell the house. It's probably pretty emotional for some people that have been there for years, or maybe somebody's parents passed away and now they got to unload the house and they don't know you're you're kind of the fixer that comes in. And it's stressful. It's stressful. It's stressful to move a family from one part of the country to the other because it's traumatizing to the children to leave their friends. I mean, I think you just have to be able to show empathy and work through all of you know the steps of the in pro- the process from going under contract to securing a loan to making sure repairs are done properly and the house is inspected properly all of those things it's just patience and caring i think you have to have a passion for this just like you have to have a passion for what you guys do you would have been a great and can be if you need a career after this career to be a jag specialist i know somebody who can sign you up <laughs> And can't. But, but. You gotta wear shades. Oh, Your future is bright, Denise. I think we talked during the dinner, and I hope I have this right. I don't think you went back to your high school reunions until maybe your 20 or 25, 30, whatever. But I, I bet you went back and the boys were going, whoa, whoa. Men are stupid. Men are stupid. I bet you walked in and the spotlight and did you have that look at me now kind of a uh, a thing? A He's really bit? throwing everything way back for me today. No, isn't because he? well, because really you're set, you are you have thread the needle of being independent, beautiful, uh, uh, funny, quirky, uh, a great friend. All these quirky. things. A successful Weirdo. realtor, which you know, <laughs> what I said. <laughs> I said weirdo. No. Because I'm quirky. No, you do. You just, am, you just have a wonderful a spirit about you. And I uh, love that we've gotten to get to know you uh, better even later in our, our relationship with, with, with Lindley and you. But I, um, your future, did you go back for a, a yeah. year? Come on, give us, come I've, on. I've been, I've been to a, a few and it was interesting because I was the really chubby girl all through school. Elementary. You were Monica on Friends. Yeah, I was the heavy girl. Hey, it's a good point. I, not that there's you, anything wrong with that. No, you're you're solid. I was solid <laughs> until I started working out at 18. My dad bought an exercise bike for me, so that's when I fell in love with Hint. working out. With working out. Sweet. <laughs> I and love you, honey. <laughs> I know. Right? No, but it's everyone was buying. Yeah. Equipment back in that was the Jane Fonda days, right? The leg warmers, thigh master, the thigh master. Well, she master. passed away recently, and all these great commercials and funny bits from SNL where she'd be sitting in the corner doing that emerged. <laughs> And she was just one absolutely great, talented, hilarious person who made awesome. a billion bucks off of that stupid. Of I think there's still one in my closet somewhere that did you, I refused yeah. to to to, uh, 
throw away. I had a, oh, I know, I, uh, for high school reunions, John yeah. led his class. And I was, uh, for some, you know, I think because I was in radio, they voted me to get on the microphone and yeah. pass out things. But, you know, like when you went to Cracker Barrel and it says, when you were born in this year. Yeah. And we, we both barked out questions. It was John's idea of what was going on in that year. What was the number one movie the year you graduated? Who was president the year you graduated? Stuff like that. And it did add some separation to uh, your earlier comment that you feel like it was so long ago. Um, sometimes it is, but there's um, with your future being bright, your, your brightest days are ahead of you. You know, at the age you are now, you still got a lot of years ahead of you to so. even carve new roads. I hope so. Actually, I just read a book recently called The Third Chapter, and it's about people our age who decide to make career change, mm -hmm. but they're following their passion this time. Of, well, I followed my passion the first time around. So, but doing something that you're really passionate about and that you really love and, and, who wants to retire? What are you, what are you going to do? Sit at home and do nothing? Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. No, it wouldn't, Joe. It would for me. It would not. I would. You would be so bored. I'll come meet you at Bricktops. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll go back home. Okay. <laughs> He'll get in. You can come yeah, over and sit yeah, by the pool. In early 18, first off at Hermitage. And then, and then I'll then, rest. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... I uh, can't wait. <laughs> is it, is it, did you... Have you ever reconnected with old boyfriends? Um, uh, on social media? I'm wondering if that's ever been... No. Like... Not, okay. Not really. Not, not not one that got away from Cheatham County. <laughs> no, no. Other old boyfriends still tracking you down. <laughs> do you see that I'm not saying anything here? <laughs> Let it. Do you, do you notice this? <laughs> Shut her down, John. Well, listen, I uh, uh, I'm so appreciative of your time and your friendship and uh, yeah, let's do some jack stuff. That, get, get me in some. Get me involved. Uh, we well, we would love to have you. We've talked about this. I would what love for I you do? to go. I want you to go back to Cheatham County High School. Okay. Is it the same high school? Or did they build a new one up there? Do you, um, do you even know? There is a new one. Okay. But I'll go to any of the high schools. Well, yeah, Sycamore or Harpeth, Sycamore? and mm -hmm. and be a guest speaker and talk about because your path, if I'm correct, did you graduate from college? Yeah, that's a quick story. I always wanted to finish college. Mm -hmm. I started and then stopped got my real estate license, but I went back in my forties just as a bucket list item Sweet. and finished my degree at Bethel university. And, oh, fantastic. And just not planning to make a career change, but I just needed that for my own soul and satisfaction. Well, I, it, and I think it's hugely important that anyone, you can always go back to school. You don't have to go by the prescribed notion of you go to school to college at 18, just go back and get an advanced degree or Get a get a degree. You are you're a success story of leaving small town, Tennessee, uh, having a work ethic at 18, uh, getting your real estate license at 23, graduating from college at 40. Our young people need to hear inspirational stories because there are other Denise Cummins in Cheatham County right now that probably don't feel like they have much of a future. And you can be that cheerleader. So you're asking me what I you can do. I would love to do that. Tell then, me how to help. Well, we're going to get you to be a guest speaker at okay. these schools um, if if I get to the right date <laughs> and time. <laughs> so I'll right. send you there on a Saturday, and you'll be like, John, you, you, know, <laughs> you screwed that up. So that's that's what I, I think that Let's that's how it. you can give back and, and, and help people I there. I would love to do that. Absolutely. You know? so, I'm more than happy to.
And thank you guys for letting me hang out with you. This has been really fun. Has it? Oh my gosh. You're just getting loose. I'm just like, what else can we talk about? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) How about them Titans? Yeah. Or not. (laughs) Bless their hearts. Well, we appreciate you being on the Second Cup, Joe. And John. It's the Second Cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, second cup of Joe and John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.